Hey there. This is Tim Moss from Artists Exposed with Tim Moss, and I thank you for tuning in to the show. This week, I talked to the cast of Operation Crucible. I talked to uh, the playwright who is also one of the stars. His name is Kieran Knowles, as well as Salvador Dacula, Christopher McCurry, and James Walwork. Uh, it is really an incredible, incredible play. Um, and it's playing at the Davenport Theater here in New York City, so I highly recommend that you get out and see this show. Um, now, before I get into the interview, um, I'm going to play one of my singles. And since we are in the holiday season, let's start with one of my songs called We Are All Lamps. Enjoy. Our true loving nature from deep within our soul emerges to appreciate humankind as a whole we are all lamps shining our light give it receive it let it shine bright don't be afraid to sing your own special song Shine the light of Christmas all year long Evergreens mean eternal Gifts are forgiving Exchanging cards of love And the feast is for living For those no longer here At times the tears may start My comfort is in knowing They'll always be here in my heart We are all lamps Shining our light Give it, receive it Let it shine bright Don't be afraid to sing your own special song And shine the light of Christmas all year Just be what you're to be We've the power to change the world But the change must start with me We are all lamps Shining our light Give it, receive it Let it shine bright Don't be afraid to sing your own special song and shine the light of Christmas all year long. We are all lamps, shining our light. Give it, receive it, let it shine bright. Don't be afraid to sing your own special song. And shine the Hello, hello there. Welcome to another episode of Artists Exposed with me, Tim Moss. Yay! This week is very special. I sat down with the cast of Operation Crucible. It's the new off-Broadway show 
uh, at the Davenport Theater. It was written by Kieran Knowles, and he is also one of the stars of the of the production. So I sat down and I talked to Kieran Knowles, Christopher McCurry, James Walwork, and Salvatore Dacula. And I, I had such a wonderful time getting to know these fellow actors. They're really uh, quite amazing in their own right, and the story that they tell is equally as impressive. It's just a remarkable show that I highly recommend get to the Davenport Theater and seeing Operation Crucible. Um, well, without further delay, let's get right to it. This is my interview with the cast of Operation Crucible. Welcome to Urban Access Entertainment right here on UBC TV. This is Tim Moss, and we are coming from Midtown Manhattan here in New York City at the Davenport Theater. Yay! <laughs> and I am here with the cast of Operation Crucible. Um, I'm going to turn my back, and I will I will hand it over to these fine gentlemen here. Um, firstly, I'll each one of you give your name then. I'm Sal. Uh-huh. Uh, James. Kieran. And Chris. And Chris. Okay. Well, gentlemen, um, welcome. Welcome to New York. How exciting. You guys, you had quite an adventure getting here, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we had a bit of visa trouble on the way over, uh-huh. uh, mainly because of Sal. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it all got straightened out, and we're, we're here now, which is great. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And welcome. Welcome to America, and welcome to opening night. It's actually opening night of, of Operation Crucible in New York City. Yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah. that exciting? Pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. I feel like I'm going to talk a lot. <laughs> yes, I have a feeling you are too. Well, and one of the reasons, one of the reasons being that uh, this was written by uh, Karen Knowles, this gentleman right here. Hello. So. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let let me just go around and kind of get to know each one of you a little bit. So we'll start with the shyest one with with Sal. <laughs> so and um, so uh, Sal. Sal Diakila? D'Aquila. D'Aquila. D'Aquila, okay. yeah. So where are you from? I'm from Sheffield. Oh, you where, are? You're yeah, from yeah, Sheffield? Yeah, where, where the play is set. Yes. So, oh, my goodness. So um, had you heard stories about this growing up in Sheffield? I didn't, actually. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, we got together and we kind of, like, wanted to do a play. And uh, we kind of, like, went off and did, like, like little, you know, some research and stuff. And it was the first time I've ever come across this wow. story uh-huh. um but you know I, they probably did teach me at school but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just went probably through one ear and out yeah, the other right. you know what I mean? <laughs> or you weren't there that day yeah <laughs> possibly okay. oh my good so james james Walwork, correct? Yeah. yeah very uh-huh. yeah not, not a lot of people get that right but, <laughs> yeah yeah so where are you from uh bolton which is sort of greater manchester um but i, okay. I, I live in london so oh okay. Been here, yeah. A long oh time. my god, I haven't been to London in years. I love London. Yeah, yeah, it's uh-huh. good. Yeah, I've been there twelve years now. Twelve yeah. years of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now you're um, you're an actor there, full time actor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And you do theater, or do you do television, film? Yeah, do yeah, f- f- film, TV. Yeah, we all do a bit oh, of voiceover work great. and yeah, uh-huh. whatever we can get. Yeah, every, yeah wh- whoever's going to employ me, I'll I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way with most of us artists. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He has no more. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and now Karen, Karen Knowles. Right. Now you wrote this. Did. When did? Um, firstly, where are you from? I'm from Manchester, very, very near to. In fact, really near to Jamie. Mm. Um, uh-huh. I, I, I come from 
about about four miles away from Bolton, say. Um, but yeah, and, and I'm, I'm down in Hertfordshire now, which is just outside of London. But okay. again, I, I moved south because of acting. Yes. <laughs> now, did you two know each other growing up? Uh, no, no, no. So Jamie, um, Jamie, Sal, and I went to um, the same drama school. We were in the same. So oh, Sal okay. and I were in the same year, um, and Jamie was the year above. And Chris, as we've just found him along the way. Yeah, yeah. me on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Walking down the street one day. I'm very grateful, yeah. Yeah, I'm very grateful. <laughs> so, Chris McCurry, now where are you from? Yeah, I am from Northern Ireland. I'm from, I'm from Belfast. I'm from okay. a place outside Belfast called Newton Abbey. But for all intents and purposes, it's Belfast. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But I live in London now, same as Jamie. So uh-huh. I've been back in London for a while. Okay, now, b- being an American... Um, the difference between Northern Ireland and England as as far as like growing up or the society what uh, is there is there a big there difference a or difference? this is going to be, this, this is tricky <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, there's dif- there's differences. London, I've only ever lived in London in England, okay. and of course there's going to be a difference because London's massive. Yeah, right. And it's such a big cultural and economic hub. But uh-huh. uh, no, I still love going back to, to Northern Ireland every mm-hmm. now and again, seeing my mama ma and seeing yeah. my friends and stuff. So they're both sort of my home, but they both offer me different things. Yeah, yeah. Because see, again, I, I was mentioning earlier, I'm from the Midwest originally. Completely different culture. Um, I mean, you know, of course, monetary system the same and all of that, but but yet nothing like New York City, not even close. <laughs> no, that, that that's the same sort of thing. So you get the best of both worlds. You get right. the you get the homeliness of of Northern Ireland and the big mad vastness of yes. London and of New York here that's actually as well. Good. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I should run for office. Really, yes, right? <laughs> Mayor of Belfast. Yeah, absolutely. One day. <laughs> Well, um, once again, we're at the Davenport Theatre, and it is opening night of the show Operation Crucible, which Kieran wrote, and it is directed by Brian E. Shanahan and produced by Steve McGill, who I had the opportunity to interview the other day, and it was wonderful. I had a great time with them. So, Kieran, let's start with you and and the show. Um, where... Did you hear about the story, and and that kind of spurred yes, your interest? So... Um, so- Along with uh, two of the lads, we, Sal and I decided that we wanted to create a play because we were out-of-work actors and we wanted to be in-work actors. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, we went and had a pint and we started talking about what we could do. And the three of us were northern, um, which means that we speak with a sort of more affected accent than, oh. uh, than you would be used to on Downton Abbey. Um, <laughs> and so we, 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 we kind of went away and researched it and, and found a story about Sheffield in the war. Um, so we wanted to kind of tell a story about um, when working class was a badge of honour. So like blue, mm-hmm. blue collar, right. your blue collar, collar equivalent of just going like, it was, it was okay to want to be what your dad does yes, and, right. and to kind of aspire to do that. Uh-huh. And that, um, so in 1940s in Sheffield, the steelworks was just, it employed most of the town and they, and they prided themselves on it. It was, it was uh-huh. world famous. It was, um, it, it was basically what they all lived to do. Um, right. And it also coincided with the war, and so the war effort and steel go hand in hand, Absolutely. and so it became it became this pivotal place in the war effort. Right. Um, and then we found the story of the Marples Hotel, which is um, the, the, it was the single biggest loss of life in Sheffield on the night of the Blitz. Wow. It was um, seventy people lost their life in this hotel, and they took shel- uh, people took shelter in there. And we um, yeah, and so we, we decided that the two of those things, the kind of working class pride versus the the war effort versus this mm-hmm. this incredible tragedy. Um, was kind of fertile ground to write a play about. So that's, yeah, that's absolutely. What so this was it. It was known as a steel 
town. Like they 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 provided the steel for much of England, and I would yeah, yeah, yeah. and and still is. I think I think they still have um, massive links to steel there. Uh-huh. I, I mean, it's it's sort of slowly but surely gone offshore and gone to other countries. But I think right. um, still at the heart of it, I think that it's still called the Steel City. There's still uh-huh. a kind of a massive pride. It's a massive identity right. um, for Sheffield, and yeah, and yeah, and and. and um, and, and but back then it was it was the world leader it was the, uh-huh. it was the place to get stainless steel and it's where they invented the crucible which is um, which is why the Germans used the code name Operation Crucible uh-huh. uh, for bombing that. Now explain crucible because I think cross. Uh, no, it's, always, it's, um, it's it's it's. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna get ri- this really wrong, but it's it's part of the um, it's it's to get rid of the impurities in steel. They they heated it in a different way, and it, it, oh, it involved heating it in a large crucible bowl. I think that might be okay. completely wrong, but that's that's uh-huh. that's my understanding of it. And uh, yeah, so Sheffield, so Sheffield was the the steel capital, and then you add the element of of a world war. This was World War Two, correct? Right. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And and of course, then there's a lot of machinery and planes and ships and yeah. all kinds of things that would need to be. So so Sheffield would be, in a way, a main target of exactly. of of the Germans at yeah, that time. Exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. and um, and yeah, and, and all those things that you have, all the sounds and all the all the different parts. And we've decided to do a play with no props at all, really, apart from four stalls. Uh-huh. So it's it's our job every night to kind of create that. Well, in the audience's heads, yeah, without absolutely. without anything literal to do it, and to so it yeah, to actually experience what happened, yeah. and um, so when did when did you write this? When did it first go on paper? So it it, it was kind of process over because you'll know about 2012, 2013. Yeah, it was like 2012, a, I think. Yeah, I think the first mm-hmm. meeting we had was in 2012, and that was yeah. just a drunken yeah. night. Yeah, <laughs> but then, just as you say, over some pints. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. It, was, it was basically just an excuse to drink. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turned into a play. It was yeah, like an excuse to drink that went horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Ended with a lot of work and responsibility. It's like, God. But it slowly got more and more legitimate as we've gone along. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. 2013, I think, was... Uh, it went. It first opened in December 2013. So we're, we're coming up to the fifth anniversary. But, oh, wow. But that was uh, in a new writing slot in a very... A, a very kind of well-established but small theatre in West London, uh-huh. um, and we we only did three three nights a week uh, for four weeks. Wow! Um, and then we went on a, a kind of nine-day UK little tour thing, yeah. which was again it was about a shoddy. Uh-huh. Um, and then and then we just got lucky. We, we got invited back to the same theatre. It was called the Fimbra Theatre, and we got back um, we, we got back there for a main slot in yeah. August and. All the reviewers came, and that um, sort of kicked it all at the arse. Wow. And, and ben Brantley was yeah. there as well, then, so which Brantley's was crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he was, was extremely lucky. Uh-huh. Really. Yeah, we do now. We know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, um, but yeah, and, and so that's it. Sort of steamrolled from there, really, and we went back uh-huh. to Sheffield in 2016. Um, yeah. yeah, and you actually performed it there. Yes. Yeah. What was? How was that? Well, Oh, it was it was just great, you know. What I mean, like 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 it, it's my home city, and I've always wanted to perform there. So, bringing a play about Sheffield to right. the Sheffield Crucible, it was just uh, yeah, it was a bit of overwhelming. I, 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 I would imagine, yeah. but yeah, yeah I, even even the city itself, their response to that, yeah, they they loved it. I, I mean, so everyone uh, and the little jokes, are like like was they got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you oh, know okay. what I hear? But uh-huh. like you know, over here, like you don't get that. Right. You don't get that because they know the humor as right. well. Right. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. over here, it becomes it becomes like um, 
a, a much sort of, sort of darker play where over, over there it was this very light um, oh, wow. happy, happy thing which which is really interesting because you could kind of they could both learn from each other really because uh-huh. in Sheffield you'd get laughs at things that you go like oh, I'm not sure that's a laugh but uh, over here, <laughs> over here um, you, they, I think because they hear the world war they think it's going to be this very kind of dark and actually uh-huh. it's quite a lot of light in there and it's quite yeah. a lot of and, but it's, we've performed in New York more now than we have performed in any other city. And oh, okay. So that's, that's testament that's to the yeah. audiences mm-hmm. here and to the people here that they are able to kind of empathise with this, this small town story from England. Yeah. Um, and, and that they're, they're kind of getting the same as mm. all of the audiences we've had in England, but where, where this is their history and this is their culture. Over here, you guys just embrace it and kind of come with us. And yeah. So it's a really... Yeah. You're a really giving and generous audience. It's really, uh-huh. it's really lovely to be here. Mm. Well, we love good art is yeah. the thing. Yeah. And good art from all around the world. Yeah. So, so Sal, um, um, can you tell us a little about your character? Well, as you can see, I'm the alpha male strong. <laughs> yes, right, yes. You know what I mean? The dominant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm, uh, I'm Bob, and he's the young apprentice. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, like... Young, young-ish apprentice. <laughs> young-ish, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm actually, yeah, yeah, I'm was, the oldest. He was when he started. <laughs> yeah, I'll be doing this play when I'm 80, do you know what I mean? Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. But, yeah, so I'm, I play the uh, apprentice. He's a bit of... Of a, an idiot, a bit of a, a bit of a clown, uh-huh. um, but he's got a he's got a great journey, and he becomes a he does actually become a man uh-huh. at the end of it. Um, but yeah, I think that's that it. is that is that's interesting. Now all of the characters work together. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We all work in the in the steel mill, and we sort of do the more specialised little things so we're very okay. we're very skilled and we're hammering out little bits and pieces that go on the massive bits of steel to, okay. to make things for the war effort yeah uh-huh. yep. so also those have to be very precise too yeah, well there's a, there's a lot of work and a lot of sort of choreographed things that Brian introduced into so mm-hmm. to learn it's a, the most difficult play ever to learn yeah. on many, many, many fronts. Uh-huh. But whenever everyone's just flying on all cylinders and we've all right. got it right and we're just all aware of each other and it all just seems to, to happen and uh-huh. it's very fluid, it's thrilling. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's so exciting. Yeah, a lot of people have, have been very... Uh, very kind and really liked what we've done with that sort of choreography as well mm-hmm. and said how much it immerses them into mm-hmm. the world of the play. So yeah. it's great. That's what good theatre is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chris, tell us about your character. I play Phil. Uh, he's a family man from Belfast who's moved to Sheffield in order to be with his wife. Uh, and he has a very, very young son. And he's just a very anxious sort of man. He's a very pragmatic man. Mm-hmm. And he's just constantly worrying about how he's going to keep his wife and his son safe in these uh, tough, tough times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, now, James, you've been sitting back there just so quiet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so tell us about your character in the play. Yes, I play Arthur. And uh, he's sort of like the joker of the pack a little bit. He's the one who like really feeds off being with his mates. and. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's what keeps him going a lot of the time. He loves being at work. He loves the banter. He's one of those one of those lads who's just yeah. always at the wanting to be at the centre of jokes and being you know yeah. taking the piss out of people all the time. And uh-huh. um, so yeah, so I think he's a he's an interesting one because he he hides behind that a lot. Right. And when you can scratch that away, you get you know he's very guarded of how he really feels. Right. He sort of like disguises it with a lot of jokes and banter. Yeah, that's um, that's a great character. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's good, yeah, he sit, sits on a lot of darkness at times. I think. Uh-huh. I think. I think that's nice to explore. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Now, and uh, Kieran, so what what role did you 
take. So I, I play Tommy, who okay. is um, he's sort of a, a father figure in a way. He's, he's um, he lives for the lads. Like he's got nothing at home. He's got no one to say goodbye to or take care of. Uh-huh. And so his his entire life is at threat when when these guys are at threat. Wow. And so he sits in the middle of the group, but also kind of wants to comfort them and be the be the strong person, but. Um, as as they get into situations that are beyond his control, he kind of starts to lose that control um, uh-huh. of the situation, and and so I think I just repeated the same sentence. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, a writer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I think he's 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 basically just the the, the figurehead of the group, but also um, yeah, he's, he's, mm. that's it. Really. He's a gentle giant, really. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think. So now let me get the progression of events correct. So. Um, you grew up in Manchester, and the three of you met up in London. Was it at acting school? Yes. And then you heard about this story in Sheffield. Um, even no, uh, Sal invited me for a pint, um, and I, I had wanted to write. So I'd done a bit of writing at um, university. So I went to university before drama school. I'm an eternal student. My mum and dad love me. Um, but then when we left drama school, obviously we were kind of in this creative hole where you, you uh-huh. wanted to do stuff but you, right. you didn't have the opportunity to uh-huh. as, as so many artists are um, and Sal just had enough of it one day and decided that he was going to text a few people and get them in a the room and mm-hmm. uh, and say look let's let's do a play Kieran you can write it you've done it before so let's just have a go mm-hmm. and uh, and then it was it, so often you do that and then you just let the ball drop and you right. never you never pick it up uh-huh. um, and the one thing that I give testament to us for is we never allowed that to happen like we were always pushing ourselves and yeah. and if we hadn't um, done the bits of homework that we'd been set then right. somebody was on you on it and and it, uh-huh. it kind of made it more vital to do it and so that that pro it was a really collaborative process to uh-huh. to create the work originally. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. So, so the two of you were in right from the start, and then James, did you yeah. come in early on? Yeah, I think they'd done nine performances. Nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, then okay. I and yeah, then so I came really in. Good. So I, yeah, the, I came in for uh, me and Kieran had done a play together. I mean, I knew the boys from drama school, but um, we were in different years. And I, but I'd done a play with Kieran mm-hmm. uh, after graduating, <laughs> and we'd done a show in Edinburgh and Colchester. And then, yeah, um, uh, one of the lads left, and Kieran got me in for an audition. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I got the part, yeah. <laughs> so, how, so you've been in, the two of you have been in it since its inception, yeah. and then, James, you've been in it since? Since yeah. 2015. Okay. So, yeah. you've, done, uh-huh. you've done over 100 shows. I've done over 100 shows. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. the benchmark. Well, yeah. yeah. hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and then there's Chris. Yeah. When, uh, so when did you join join the show? I joined. I I was like in my last week of drama school, and the the fellow that did it before me was a guy called Paul, uh-huh. and uh, I stepped in for him for about five shows in the Finborough oh, okay. in 2015. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. then went away, and I was doing another play, and then uh, I was doing like a six seven month run or something. Mm-hmm. In the last week of that run, I got a call from the producer going, Paul's got a job, do you want to come in and do it again? Mm-hmm. So I came in and did it again for a week and then came and stepped in and took it over uh-huh. to New York and here I am now. So yeah. <laughs> wow. wow, that's incredible. Um, so can you, now I know you know the story, can one of you or the three of you kind of give your perception on the story or tell as much as you can about about uh, what Operation Crucible is about? Well, it's a, well, for me, it's, a, it's about four Sheffield steel workers that is 
well, they get they get trapped in a hotel in the center of town uh, called the Marples Hotel, mm-hmm. and there was ten cellars like compartments like uh, beneath the building, and one of them withstood the blast, and uh, it's and the 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 blast was. Uh, the, uh, from you know Operation Crucible, the, the Germans really. Yeah, uh, they, I, the Germans came in and bombed yeah, bombed yeah. that as a strategic. Uh, that would have been a strategic target, being the I steel. You don't think so? Yeah, no, think. Um, the the steelworks, but um, not the hotel. I think they they intended to oh, hit the yeah. steelworks, but got drawn oh, into see. the city center, which was uh, yeah, even worse. Really. Uh huh. Mm. But Sheffield would have been a target. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They were intending, intending to destroy the steelworks, but they didn't even drop a bomb on it. They did drop a bomb on it, but it went through the roof, landed in a in a in a big furnace, and didn't go off. Oh my gosh, and it melted. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, but you know, wow. so they, then accidentally they bombed. Well, not accidentally, but then they ended up bombing loads of civilian targets, basically. But oh my it's um, but yeah, I think sounds right. But I think uh, yeah, I think the play is at the root of it it's just friendship it's about it's yeah. a play about friendship uh-huh. and like what we get from each other and mm-hmm. and how and, and it's interesting like uh, you know I think the friendship in the amongst the boys in the play is beautiful I love it mm-hmm. but actually it's the friendship the audience are the only ones that hear our real thoughts right. fe- and right. feelings I think uh-huh. we share a lot of how we really feel with them absolutely and we don't really tell each other uh-huh. Um, I think that's very sort of indicative of men and yeah. indicative yes, of that, of that period in time as well. But, uh-huh. Oh, most definitely, yeah. most definitely. So, Chris, how how does this role uh, or playing this role or being a part of this show affect you? Um, it's quite. It's it's a bit of a tough one because obviously Phil's got a lot to lose. And he's a guy who's never really had much purpose in his life or he's never really found anything to live for. And uh-huh. when he does and when he has his son and his wife and that is everything to right. him, then he's thrust into these times in which it's just complete uncertainty and complete, it's nerve-wracking. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's tough in that respect. And I don't have kids. I had to go and speak to my friend who has kids <laughs> yeah. and go, tell me in a sentence what it's like <laughs> having a kid. <laughs> but... Uh, so it's, I suppose it's a bit of an insight into all that, but like Jamie's saying, it's, it's not a heavy play that you have to work yourself up into going and doing because mm-hmm. there's so much fun to be had on stage and uh-huh. because we all get on and have a lot of fun together, it makes it easier just to, to get in and do those factory scenes and uh-huh. I think if you can do that and if you can hit the factory scenes with that level of enthusiasm and with joy, then the heavy stuff just sort of happens because of the contrast mm-hmm. and I think very much that because we've got those scenes of us all with such camaraderie, it just makes everything so much more uh, gutting whenever mm-hmm. uh, the events of the play eventually transpire, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's a mixture of joy and sadness, this, but, but yeah, mostly, right. mostly joy uh-huh. and tiredness. No, but you had also mentioned about how, like, American audiences, it might perceive it differently. So do you think that it it is perceived as kind of like a heavy drama here? I, th- I think, um, it, it, to be honest, there's two versions, and, uh-huh. and on different nights it's a different version. Like, <laughs> and I think it's, it's entirely about whether the audience give themselves permission to laugh at the, the funny bits or whether they okay. don't, um, which is which uh, happens in England as often as it happens over here. But uh-huh. I think it, the, the two routes that you take from that point are it's, it's uh, a journey about uh, four men trapped in a, in a situation in a war. Um, or it's for friends that you've kind of had a joshing about with all the way through, and uh, and so there's there's two entirely different tracks of right, the play, right. and and we we are like we, we've kind of done it often enough now that we 
we can sort of gauge it in the first sort yeah, of yeah, few right. scenes, yeah. and then we know which well, version we're going to be doing. Yeah, but it, but like it's it's equally fun, and I think um, uh-huh. I think you, you can be drawn in in different ways with both versions. I think at the end of the play, um, whether you've had this incredible time where you've laughed at all of the funny moments, or whether you've had quite an affected time because you've you've obviously been hit by some of the the, the sort of um, meatier bits. Um, I, I, I still think that you kind of come away with something that yeah. you didn't have before, which is um, which is kind of quite a nice Absolutely. quite a nice way to go to the theatre. Absolutely. I think. Um, I'm here talking to the cast of Operation Crucible. It was written by Kiernan Knowles right here, uh, directed by Brian E. Shanahan, and produced by Steve McGill. Uh, it's at the Davenport Theatre on 45th Street in Midtown Manhattan between. 8th and 9th Avenue. So be sure to get your tickets and come out. It's quite I'm I'm very excited. I'm going to be seeing it for the first time tonight. So I'm very excited about about actually getting to experience this show cuz it just sounds so wonderful. So um again, if you want to go around, I don't know if any of you have anything you want to say or add. That's fine, and we'll start with the shy one. Mm-hmm. Sal, the I need help with your... Yeah, you've been doing great. You're the only one who's ever done this. You, 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 yeah, I, feel, yeah. I feel like I'm in a spa. Yeah, you've been, <laughs> in a spa. You've woken him up. So, Sal, I need help with your last name again. I can't even say it. My dad knows I'd say it. I think it's... Dracula. 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 It's Dracula. Almost like Dracula. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost, almost, almost. Yeah, (laughs) almost like Dracula. Dracula. Exactly, exactly. Dracula. That is your new nickname. Yeah, yes. So, um, again, how? Uh, what do you want to tell an audience about this show? That that, like, what does it mean to you? Um, I think it's different every night. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I, I don't, I don't go on stage and just think, "All oh, right, I'm gonna." do it like this tonight like it's just kind of like you kind of like feeding off them right so it really depends on on the audience i think think an audience member coming to see this you're getting the the performers are trying to connect with you and to tell you this story and to make you part of it on that evening and every show like because of the just the level of, of play that we have in it and the level of just quick thinking that you have to have to do it and uh-huh. how much stuff's going on there's always little things that are different every night that I mean, like an audience will just be part of yeah. do you know and there, there's right. be moments where an audience can go that was just for us tonight that wasn't something that oh, was rehearsed yeah. and planned yeah so we we look to really bring them along and really bring them in and uh-huh. tell them our story and make them part of us and make them honorary sort of uh, citizens of sheffield for the yeah, for the hour and 20 minutes so absolutely. it's yeah and that's uh, that would also be exciting too because it's almost like every show is different or every show it's yeah. not like you don't right right yeah yeah absolutely yeah. like Jimmy says okay so Chris uh, McCurry McCurry okay because yeah. my iPad shut off and I couldn't yeah. get back to the name <laughs> perfectly yeah. okay and James Walwork yeah I'm getting good at your last really, name you're, there you're the best ever aren't you? <laughs> people in England don't get it it's the most English name in the world but, yeah. So um, yeah, what would you like to say about about or to tell yeah. about the show and why people should come see it? Yeah, I think it's just to expand on that. I think it's just like you're getting a, a unique experience. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a play like this. Right. I've never read a play like this. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the way it's written, yeah, he's all right, you know. <laughs> but the, the, the way the way it's written, it's just like it's so quick. Yeah. It's a ba 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 ba. I think if if we get it right, then which we do. 
<laughs> but it, uh, but then you think then I think uh, then I think you know an audience is seeing like a really skilled, well-oiled machine which is just like on its toes. You don't have any time to think. And if you right. if you're into something like that, that's going to really really like wow you a bit of uh-huh. like how Absolutely. how four actors can really work as one ensemble. Uh-huh. Then I think this is the the show for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent, yeah. excellent. And um, Kieran Kieran Knowles, the writer of the show. Yeah. What would you like to say about about uh, Operation Crucible? I think it's I think it's surreal that we're sat in a room in New York talking about a little play about Sheffield, yeah. <laughs> and, and especially like with the beginnings of it. And so I think I think for me, if it's, it's like you couldn't get a more honest uh, production. I don't think it's, um, everybody in this has been invested fully from the start. Like there's no there's no half measures. And every night we go out on stage and we we give it you. We give you the full experience uh-huh. every night. And we give the ball whether, a kick. Yeah, <laughs> we give the ball a kick. Whether there's um, whether there's nine in the audience or fifty or sixty, like you uh-huh. you'll, you'll get you'll get our sweat and our uh, sort of tears. And yeah. like we'll really we'll really give it you. And I think like it, the play essentially started with an idea that I wanted to put four versions of my granddad on stage, who uh-huh. was the sort of man that didn't say much, um, but eventually, like if you if you asked him five times he'd give you a little bit of information yeah. a little bit of information and eventually you'd have the whole picture uh-huh. and so we are four versions of, of the same story but uh-huh. we, we can't tell it without one of us so right. you take one of us right. out there the, the story won't work and so we're totally interdependent and I think as an ensemble piece it's 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 been the highlight of my career, and it's uh-huh. been the, that I think I think everybody would yeah. say the same. I think it's it's the hardest show I've ever done. It's the most yeah, yeah, fulfilling yeah. show I've ever done, and it's also just the best experience when you when you're on stage with three people that you're totally dependent on. I don't think I'll ever have that again. Um, mm-hmm. I hope I do. Yeah. But uh, but if I don't, I've had it once, which is good. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, again, the show is called Operation Crucible. And uh, it's written by Kieran, Kieran, Kieran Knowles and um, uh, directed by Brian E. Shanahan and produced by Steve McGill. And it's playing at the Davenport Theater on West 45th Street here in New York City. So my thanks to this wonderful, wonderful cast for taking some time. We've got Sal Dacula and, and James Walwork. And Kieran Knowles and Chris McCurry. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. This was absolutely wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for being great. Oh, my thanks to the cast of Operation Crucible, which is the new off-Broadway show at the Davenport Theater here in Manhattan. My thanks to Salvatore Dacula, Kieran Knowles, Christopher McCurry, and James Wallwork. Thank you so very much for taking some time and sitting down and chatting. I really appreciated it. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Artists Exposed with me, Tim Moss. This week, just be sure to tell the people in your life that you truly love, that you do love them. Give them a hug. Give them a kiss. Because when you send out pure love in this world, it just makes it a much, much better place to live. So until next week, this is Tim Moss from Artists Exposed with Tim Moss saying have a wonderful, wonderful week. Well, I'm going to take the rest of the hour out with uh, some more of my singles, which pertain to the holiday. So I'm going to, this is the only time of year I get to play my Christmas songs. So um, I'm going to play my uh, holiday songs and then maybe a couple more singles. And if time, then some music from some friends of mine. So enjoy. Happy holidays, everyone. When the wind gets cooler and the snow's about to blow, I love New York and Christmas Friendly faces every
windows at Macy's, Bloomies and Saks make me feel all warm inside. You can sit on Santa's lap and say what you want, but don't forget to show your pride. Yay! I love New York at Christmas. So many things to do. I love New York at Christmas, even on Trees have all turned to brown. Here is something that'll turn that brown upside down. I love New York at Christmas. You can see most anything. I love New York at Christmas. I wonder what Santa will bring. At Rockefeller Santa, there's a big old tree that's covered in all kinds of lies. You can find me all over town From the village to Washington Heights I love New York at Christmas So many things to do I love New York at Christmas And even on New Year's too From the Bronx and Yankee Stadium Islands, Brooklyn Shore, to Queens and Staten Island, there's nothing I love more. In the harbor is Lady Liberty, who says, we are all free. And now with marriage equality, that even includes me. Come on, kids, let's have a big Broadway style ending. I love New York at Christmas, the courtier does abound. I love New York at Christmas. God, I really get around. No dealers, addicts, or prostitutes on 42nd Street no more. Cause it's all been sold to Disney The new whore We have to end this at Times Square Or we'll surely have regrets But don't you have any fear, my friends I have my own rockets I love New York at Christmas so many things to do I love New York at Christmas And even on New Year's too I love New York at Christmas So many things to do I love New York at Christmas And even on New
as you walked into the door. Enjoy the moment and just let go like you never had before. The season is upon us, so let's toast a glass or two. I have everything I need, just being here with you. I'll have a happy, happy holiday as long as I'm with you. You bring the joy, I'll bring the love to last the season through. The best of all my presents is being in the presence of you. I'll have a happy, happy holiday as long as I'm with you. Tradition's always abound with memories of the past. Let's celebrate together the good times that will last. I'll have a happy, happy holiday as long as I'm with you. You bring the joy, I'll bring the love to last the season through. The best of all my presents is being in the presence of you. I'll have a happy, happy holiday as long as I'm with you. I'll have a happy, happy holiday as long as I'm with you.